All right, welcome back to episode four of the Fantasy Know-It-Alls. Yes, welcome sir. back. We're continuing the trend with uh, rankings here. We got uh, running backs coming up today. Kind of an interesting topic. I know we did QBs already. Those are kind of a shoe-in, honestly, for the most part. But running backs, we've kind of been debating, especially outside of the top five or six. Things have been changing. Things are different. A lot of, a lot of different moves in the offseason, especially with uh, some up-and-coming rookies that people are high up on. So we got our top ten today, uh, averaging out the positions, and we'll talk about where each person had that person and see uh, see what everyone's uh, hot takes are. So, um, you know, speaking of hot takes, I know Sam had some ideas today, some things that he's come up with. Going to pivot. Pivot! Over to my boy Sam over here with some good ideas. Pivot, pivot. Pivot. <laughs> All right, so uh, to start this podcast off, we're going to go through some hot takes and see what the boys, uh, see what the know-it-alls think of it. So the first one is Gabriel Davis becomes the Bills wide receiver one and finishes as a top five fantasy That's wide receiver. That's a super hot take. Yeah. That's not happening. That's not so. happening? Oh, yeah. Gabriel not Davis at all. over Stephon Diggs? It could happen. He had, that one, he had that game last year. One game. That's one game. It was I a know. playoff. Too. So I think but it was the last season. game of the season. He might have a season like how Juju had with Antonio Brown that one year. Juju, and Juju season? It was, I think it was his second year. And he had, like, more yards. But I think Antonio Brown probably had, like, more touchdowns. So I think I think uh, Stephon Diggs might have more touchdowns, but he might have more yards to Stephon Diggs. But not more catches. Mm-hmm. But he might – I mean, maybe, maybe more catches too. But I think so they're going to get Stephon Diggs the ball. But well, you got to think, like – Stephon Diggs is getting a little older, and Gabriel Davis, third year. I mean, that's the year for breakout wide receivers. I mean, those sure. the early years top five, though, that's tough. are the years. No, it, top, top five, five is very tough. tough. Just I, I can see top, top ten. I can or, see. I can see both of them getting top ten, low key. I, I say top fifteen. Not. Look, I mean, coming in, obviously they lost out on a couple wide receivers <clears> gone now at the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen's coming into his own. I mean, obviously he was a monster last season. He can only build upon that. I think easily, I think he could be wide receiver number one. I don't think Stefan's that good. I think he's, like you said, I think he's just coming towards the the latter half of his career at this point. Uh, I think Gabriel Davis is one of those players that has the high ceiling, that has the ability, at least the workload there, to make those plays. And I know it's kind of an up in the air, but it's coming down to Gabriel Davis. What can he do as a player to take that next step? He has to For do sure. it. He, he got to be consistent. He, he had a... What a really one good game that I can remember. That's yeah, I think he had a, cu- a couple games with a touchdown, and yeah. sixty yards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know he's been the hot topic at least this off season with all these different moves. And I mean, he had he had, I guess, okay stats given given his his workload. But uh, I mean, I'm seeing 35, 35 receptions, sixty three targets. I can only assume it's gonna at least at least double there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in that assumption, if he averages his, his normal, you know, almost 16 yards per reception, he'll be finishing out about 1,200, 1,300 yards. And, you know, he had six touchdowns, even with, you know, 35 receptions. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if, if, obviously we can only go off of trends, but if he goes off that trend, I mean, we're looking probably close to 10 touchdowns, which, I mean, could thrust him way up there. No, that, that's and, very true. And, very true. You know, I mean, it's a tough one. That's, yeah. that's a, I'm just saying that's a very hot take. It could happen. No, it's a very sure. hot take. Of course, these are, this is why it's hot takes. No, hot I mean, take. We're, we're going to argue them. All right, one, or we'll do a couple more. Uh, one one sticking with the running back uh, running back episode. So, Miles Sanders bounces back from zero <laughs> touchdowns last year to score 10 touchdowns not in 2022. Close. No, not even close. I know, max I, three. Max three. I don't think he scores zero again, but there's no way no, he scores right. ten. Yeah. Not even close. Bro. He might. I think his ceiling's like fucking. I mean, like I mean, six. if Jalen Hurts wasn't a running quarterback, then maybe. But but you know, it, yeah, but that could also help him because teams are going to try and stop the quarterback and not the running back. I mean, that yeah. could that could help Miles Sanders. And they didn't bring back Jordan Howard, who stole apparently this site twenty three red zone rushing attempts yeah. in seven games. And they only they have two other smaller backs that aren't going to get goal line work. I mean, I don't know. Could happen. I, I think I think the addition with uh, AJ Brown going there because again we talked about it with QBs with Jalen like you're not gonna that team's not gonna invest the money that it did in AJ Brown if you're not gonna start throwing the ball a little bit more. For sure, it's gonna force defenses to respect the passing game, which in theory 
does complement the running game because then, you know, you can't stack the box all the time, right? So you're going to have a lot more opportunities. I still don't think Miles Sanders is going to hit 10. I still don't think Miles Sanders will be even top 15 running backs, but I think he's going to be more productive this year. especially Because, I mean, if he hits 10, that you would think 10 touchdowns you would be top 15 running back then, you would think, right? 10? 10 would get you top 15, I would say. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah. I just I've never believed in Miles Sanders. I no, draft I think I draft him at some point. I really don't believe in any. Oh, trust me, I am back. I will not be drafting Miles Sanders <laughs> if he comes up. And, 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 and you will not hear about him. I don't think you see him. You won't see him on our top ten list, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> if you guys are still listening after the Miles Sanders, trust me, he's not top ten. <laughs> All right. Well. We'll we'll end it there for the hot takes. Save, okay. save the other no, hot I, takes I like for, I like the segment though. I mean, coming though. up with some, some different stuff. For um, sure. You know, for the listeners out there, especially as we get into the season, close to the season, we get some different things uh, for you guys to you know submit feedback for everyone. You know, we'll definitely be taking questions, especially once we get our social media posted and everything up to date. We'll be taking questions. We'll be fielding these op- opportunities, kind of get takes and stuff like that from you guys, because I know you guys want to get you know information as well. We want to be able to provide you guys information, provide you with at least our insight, even even if it's you know knowing some of it. But we'll give you guys all the information we can. So. You know, but continuing on with the, the trend of running backs, we'll jump right into the you know top ten that we got. So, like I said, these these top ten um, after five or six, it kind of you know a little all over the place. So our average rankings kind of jumped up after after uh, six. So uh, after averaging it out, looking at number ten being Aaron Jones. You know, Aaron Jones is a controversial topic right now with uh, the changing offense at the Packers. Um, you know, I'm gonna throw it over to Kev. You know, Kev, where did where did you have him at exactly, and what what's your thoughts on on Aaron? Uh, I know a lot of people are down on Aaron this year, but I feel like I'm one of the people that's kind of up on him. I think I had him at seven. Yeah, you I'm have, not sure uh, what everybody else had him at. Yeah, yep. Um, what you have him at, Sam? You I had him at nine. Nine, Manny. Ten. Ten. So yeah, so I think I'm probably and you had him at. I honestly didn't have him in my top ten. Wow, the so, only Packers guy. Look, and to segue off of that, the only reason why is I think AJ Dillon is gonna. I don't think it's going to happen at the beginning of the season, but by probably game three, game four, I think Agent Dillon is going to start taking over uh, Aaron Jones' workload a little bit more. I don't think he's obviously going to be getting out of the offense, and I still think that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to finish probably top 15. At least that's what the trends say with duo running backs like that with the, the work caliber that they have. I just think that Aaron, or, uh, A.J. Dillon is going to be better than Aaron Jones by the end of the season, so I don't have Aaron Jones in my top 10. Even though I, yes, Packers fan, I just don't, I don't know. I think the the only reason I still have Aaron Jones in my top ten is because of the receiving upside. That's well, that's, that's exactly that's what I was, the, that's exactly that's what I was the, gonna get at too. That's the biggest thing for me is who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball? Exactly, to? I feel like he's going to be most comfortable with Aaron Jones to be honest, because he just lost his number one target in Devontae Adams, and who was mm-hmm. the next best guy on our offense, and that was Aaron Jones. And so when what's coming worse, Aaron, I mean Aaron Rodgers is going to give the ball to his best, who he think he has most like um. Who's yeah. been there? Who just been there the longest, comfortable? Yeah. You know, I mean, and Aaron Jones, he's been getting around like fifty receptions for the last three years he, each he, year. I, and last year he had fifty-two receptions, which was a career high, and he had six receiving touchdowns. So if he does, I think, and I think he can do better than that. Cause I think they're going to get try to get him a ball, trying to find the mismatches against linebackers because he can catch the ball very well. So they might try to use it that way, but I do think that I, last year uh, Dylan had more carries than him. So and I think that's going to happen again. But I just think I think Aaron Jones is going to get more receiving and kind of more of a big plays. Like Aaron Jones is like a big play threat for sure. But AJ Dillon, he's gonna he's getting you those tough five, five six yards you need on first down sometimes. So mm-hmm. yeah, or like the goal line touches. The yeah. Winner. So he might yeah. not get those goal line touches. Yeah. Dillon might but, get those. But. but if any of those two guys are hurt, I say for a week or two weeks, I'd say oh, yeah. the All in the, the latter is. Top five running back five. that week, if regardless anyone, of who they hurt, play. For sure, for sure. And that's that's why that's why, like as ever said, if Aaron mm-hmm. Jones was to get hurt, I think Dylan can definitely be top ten, if not higher than that this mm-hmm. season. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I definitely agree. Uh, I did, like I said, it's it's a tough with those two. Packers offense is just such in a weird spot right now. It's just. Who is Aaron going to, you know, have connection with? I know he, they, he trusts Aaron Jones, but 
AJ Dillon's going to pop up there. He's going to steal workload from Aaron Jones. And like I said, I think I have him, like I said, both of them finishing top 15, which I think as a running back duo, fantastic for the Packers. It's just I don't see one or the other surpassing into the top 10 personally. That's all I got for that one. You know. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely respect that because last year he did have a um, fantasy drop. Um, he, I think he averaged about twelve in the yep. previous years. He's averaged sixteen to fifteen. Mm-hmm. So actually, kind of is a pretty big drop there. And, and I can I can see it similar to around that last year. I think he was hurt. I think he was hurt maybe two games last year. Yeah. or something around there. So we'll see. It's definitely it's definitely gonna be split. But just, and just may, like and we said, that receiving work is definitely gonna be there for. And maybe the Packers figure something out where they get both of them. You know, some some weird combination of receiving and stuff like that. I know Aaron Jones has that, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they move them out in some weird packages, stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they have to kind of get creative with that. So something definitely to watch as we progress to the season, especially for anyone that picks up Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. I think one or the other is going to be amazing. Um, so a quick, quick question before I think he was about to move on. But, like, yeah. if, you draft, if you draft Aaron, do you try to get Dillon also? Do you try to get both of them if you're if you're drafting Aaron? Mm, good question. Because if one of them get hurt, then the other one's going to be a, a RB one in my eyes. It jumps True. right to a RB one. And honestly, I mean, if, 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 not if I'm sticking with the idea that they're both going to be finishing top fifteen as my as my take there, that warrants honestly starting both of them. I know it's obviously just kind of paper talk right now, and we have to see how it works out. But if I'm seeing both fifteen or top fifteen, especially in some deeper leagues or leagues like that we're going to be in with some more flex positions warranted you know starting both of them yeah i mean it's going to be like the alvin Kamara, mark ingram a few, few years back so yep. yeah i think i think uh i'm not going to target it but i wouldn't say anyone who does target that is is you know a bad idea or anything no, like that for sure i can expect that yeah number nine on the list you know pivoting over to uh to javante you know i think this one's been we were talking a little bit before uh um, before the podcast about this one, a weird situation going on there. Uh, obviously, we got Melvin Gordon that's going to be splitting some of the the workload there, and he he stole a lot of opportunities last year from Javante. I think Melvin, he's got a one year contract, so I don't know what role he's going to play, but he definitely stole a lot of goal line work. So uh, Manny, um, looks like you had uh, Javante at eight. Um, kind of what's uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, I just think he's a really good back. He's like just something that our offense needs. Like he's the power back, breaks a lot of tackles, and can just really get those. And he still can like bust out some some big plays. And then you, he doesn't have to be out there every down because Melvin Gordon's going to come in and you know take some load off, and he can come back in fresh legs and break off another play. So I mean, I think he can easily finish top five. If Melvin Gordon was wasn't there, he would be top three in my eyes for sure. I would have like draft him top three but since melvin gordon there i'm i mean i'm hoping i can get him in the later rounds you know if i can get him in the later rounds third round you know i'm taking him for sure so we'll, we'll see yeah i think he was one of those those backs that could sneak back down yeah. that far i think there's a there's a lot of other good running backs um a lot of good wide receivers too so i think he could definitely sneak down there so are you are you spending a second round pick on javante williams because that's what his adp is at at, at the moment, he's redraft? Mid, a mid-second round. Yes, redraft. He's a mid-second round draft pick at the current moment. Are you spending a second round pick on a guy that might might be top ten? I mean, it's a huge might because I mean, you know, Melvin Gordon is a pest. I mean, he's yeah. a fantasy pest. That's that's yeah. what it comes down to. He yeah. steals those goal line touchdowns. He's gonna steal receptions. He's stealing. I mean, they had the same amount of carries last year, but you know, he's just stealing all those opportunities yeah. to for Javante. And I just can't. I, I don't think I can take him, my second round pick, on a guy that might be top fifteen. Yeah. But then it's just like, yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. But and if we we're talking about not redraft, second round in um. Well, yeah, dynasty. dynasty of course, yeah. I want I want him on my team. Yeah. So yeah, I'll kind of redraft out. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'll just wait to get him in third. I mean, if he's gone, he's gone. I, I like the dudes. I can still get in third. I think, but you know, yeah. I just think Melvin Melvin's enough of a nuisance to his his productivity there that it just leaves a question mark. Yeah, I think he I think he's my first question mark of the of the running backs right now. It's just 
you, you don't know the role that Melvin's going to have, and Melvin is a goal line guy. He's going to get in that end zone if he gets put in that spot. He's big back, going to power through that kind of stuff. So I say the one the one thing I do like Javante though. I think Mel, Melvin. I'm looking um, last year had 38 targets, and um, Javante had 52. So he's getting that receiving work done. That's really what we look for mm-hmm. look for in the PPR leagues. So that's why I think he might make a a little more junk. Because I'm looking at uh, Melvin had 200 carries and Javante had 205. So you think we have more carries too? So and also I, I don't know what it's going to be like. They had new quarterback. They have a quarterback who can actually throw the ball now, and they're playing in the AFC West. They're going to have to score points. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's going to be come down to games, and they're not going to be running the ball. But he, might, but like Kevin was saying, he might get those receiving. Dumb downs, Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson could just be bombing it up to Cortland Sutton or Derry Judy the whole game. You know, yeah, and that's that's so, why I kind of like Javante a little bit more because I think this is going to be more of a passing offense now, not yeah, such more. I, of a, I can see it. A split carries between Melvin Gordon and Javante because they they couldn't pass the ball last year. Who they had? Yeah. Drew Luck. <laughs> <laughs> like, so come on, so. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Drew Lock. There we go. <laughs> we got another one. <laughs> we'll love, it. love to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, you know, adding adding Russell Wilson like that, I think, definitely increases upside. Honestly, looking at the stats, it kind of really feels like AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones type situation. Yeah. Where yeah. Aaron Jones has the upside on on passing, especially in PPR. Javante has the upside on passing in PPR. Getting Russell Wilson, who even I mean, even on the Seahawks, they were run they were run first offense for the most of the time that he was there, and he still developed wide receivers. He still mm-hmm. developed mm-hmm. passing game for running backs. So I think. Russell knows how to get the ball to running backs. He knows how to dump it down. He's a good. He's a very good quarterback still. So, I think I think Javante could sneak up there. It all just comes down to uh, how much does Melvin steal from him. If if he can you know keep that up, I can. I'm I'm seeing number nine there for sure. Um, I think we were across the board. I think we were pretty similar on him. The only one that was a little bit higher was uh, was Sam. Um, was it only just because of the the Melvin Melvin Gordon situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scares me. Yeah. The the RB committee scares me. I, I don't want any part of RB committees. I've been there before, and Sundays watching, not seeing your guy in there on important downs. Really yeah, hurts. no, for sure. It hurts. Sure. It hurts yeah, the it soul, yeah. the fantasy soul. Yeah. So I just I stay away from committees. I try to get the the guy that's going to be in there on. Especially when you're it's your your first running back taken off the like if you get like wide receiver first and you want your first running back you take you want him to be getting the ball. Mm-hmm. So. That, that, I definitely understand. Yeah. There. Now we're gonna jump over to the one pride baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah DeAndre yeah. Swift coming Ooh. in at number number eight. Ooh. Now this is someone that I like a lot. Uh, you know, number eight for for DeAndre. I got him higher at five. You know, I'll start off with that just because I think I'm the the one outlier in that situation. I even though yes, rival, obviously same same division, obviously. I think DeAndre Swift, I think he had a fantastic season last year, and the Lions, despite being the Lions and trash all the time, uh, they did improve their offensive line, which is going to obviously seriously improve DeAndre Swift's ability to do these kind of things. Now, obviously, it comes down to Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I think, is the big question mark in, in the offense. Has big been the whole time he's been there. Big question mark. If he can step up a little bit, and I think improving the offensive line, because I know that the rankings came out not too long ago, ranking the Lions' offensive line as number three in the league. I just think that being number three in the league in terms of offensive line, I mean, you're just, that, that in general just makes your offense better. Oh, so, for sure. um, you know, look, looking at what we got here, I know um, looks like Kevin had him the highest at number eleven in his rankings. What's your What's your thoughts on it being one I mean, pride the, family? The lowest or the highest? I had him at eleven. Sorry, low, lowest, lowest rather. I did have him low. That's just because, um, I don't know. It's just the Lions' offense scares me a little bit, obviously, because we're the Lions. I, obviously, I want us to do good, but the defense is what I'm liking about the Lions right now. I feel like um, they're going to be – I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks and just see how that defense is going to be. But um, I also like the wide receivers on, on the Lions this year, so that's why I'm kind of a little low on them because, like, somebody I, – I like the wide receivers to go off, so – if they're going off, not so much the running backs will be. But I'm still pretty – I like him still. I think he still has a ceiling to finish top five, obviously. He improved from last year. Um, in that first year, his rookie year, he had a better quarterback in Matt Stafford, and he had technically 
but he didn't have as many touchdowns, but he had more yards um, rushing and receiving this past year without um, Matt Stafford. So obviously I want him to do good. Um, he had 62 receptions last year, so obviously we love that. And so he, if he can even do that again or even better, then he's going to be perfect for yeah. PPR I, um, running back. So I think that stat right there scares me is because in you know I'm a Lions fan, been been there my whole life, and I honestly think this team is going to be a lot better than we were last year. And that could hurt his receptions because the amount of receptions he got in the last two minutes of the game when they were down down. 20 points and the dump downs and the check downs where he would get one catch for six yards, another catch for eight yards, you know, that adds up. Those adds up. Those add up. And I think the Lions are going to be a lot more competitive this year. So I think those receptions could be a little lower this year. That's the only reason I don't have. DeAndre Swift in my top five is because I think the Lions as a team are going to be a lot more competitive. So, yeah, I can see that he he finished 16th overall for running backs uh, last season. So obviously we'd be talking about an eight eight position improvement um, if that's what we're looking at. He did have some injury injuries last year. True. He missed like three or four games I think. Yeah, last year. So it, it wouldn't, it, and that's why I think that it, it, it's not too crazy top ten. Yeah, now, right. now you got me thinking about that. I was like, yeah, right, right now. Interesting. I was like, he's averaging, he missing four, he missed four games his rookie season too. So, but that's okay. that's that's obviously that's that's the risk all running backs. No, I don't, I can't. There's got to be a stat out there. At least you miss a game playing running back in this league. Like it's True. just, there's no way you can just go a full league. So, yeah, for me, for me, it's just that improvement on the the O line. Sam, you got me thinking now with. If they're being more competitive, how does how does that impact a, a position you know like that? That's a that's a very thoughtful idea. So I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting to to see. I know, like I said, I, I had him. I hit him at number five. You know, Sam, you had him at eight. Manny, you had him at nine. Kevin, eleven. I just I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be up there, um, high ceiling. I think he'll probably end up probably around that around that nine, ten, eleven in that range. But I have him higher. I think that's his highest ceiling that I think he can hit if if Jared Goff can can pull it off if he continues to get the receptions because if he can keep it together all year yeah if Jared Goff can keep it together <laughs> which is a lot Not to ask final for chance, right? which is a lot to ask yeah. for out of Jared Goff um, remember it is the same it is the Lions so it is the Lions it I know could, I see it could be another trick man. I see what they do to you guys every year and I don't want to be you guys ever. Yep, I'm not anymore. So it's just once we do win this bandwagon, though, this going to be uh, this going to be the greatest feeling. A great time. Yeah, he's not a Lions fan anymore, but I don't see a Ravens running back up here. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Nope. We, we yeah, okay. We're not. Wait till we do quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, we, I mean, just saying, like we have the best running quarterback in the league by far. What happens if he gets hurt? It's through. Just like it was through. last year, they lost seven games straight to miss playoffs. All right. Speaking of injuries, though, someone that's been flagged with injuries for for a long time, Dalvin Cook got him at number seven here. Uh, with Dalvin, uh, let's start off with myself. I got him at nine. Uh, Manny, you got him at six. Kevin, you got him at six. Sam, you got him at seven. Manny, what's your thoughts on Dalvin this year? Yeah. So what what I do like about Dalvin is if he does play, he's like a player who can take a you can take it 80 yards, no questions, you know. And then he gets the, the goal line touches as well when he's playing. But I, I had him a little lower. I mean, usually the past, obviously, couple of years, he's been a top three, no questions asked. But I had him a little lower because the past couple of years, his receptions have been going down every year. And, I mean, I think that's because, like, the wide receivers have gotten better. Justin Jefferson is obviously could be one of the best wide receivers that we're going to see in fantasy this year. And so it's just like, you know, He's not getting those same receptions he was getting like back in 2019, 2018, and stuff like that. So that's why I had him a little lower. But I do think if he plays, I mean, only misses about one, one or two games, he's going to finish in that top ten for sure just because the upside we have with running, running the ball and getting those uh, goal line carries. Yeah, I think I think the scary thing is, is I do say injury plagued. He yeah. has not actually played a full season. At oh, any point in his career, never. Uh, missed out on four games last season, two the two years before that, and uh, five the year before that. So injuries are his issue. But even with that, in 2019, 2020, I mean, he finished third, third running back in the league, 
2019 or uh, 2020 was second running back in the league. 2019 was third running back in the league. So even with missing games, he's up there, which is a very scary fact that a player that has that ability to miss games and still finish in top five. Uh, last year was a little, a little unproductive. He was 14th. Yeah. And you know, I just don't. I'm not sold on Dalvin injuries because I always somehow draft people with injuries. Injuries, <laughs> you know, that that happen to running back specifically, they just hurt. Um, never really drafted Dalvin before. Haven't really trusted him. Vikings offense is a very weird offense. Like it, you want to buy into it, but at the same time you you don't. Uh, looks like Sam want you got something over there. <laughs> so I have a couple things. Okay, go I have on. a couple Let, things. Yeah, yeah let's, hear it, let's hear it. So <clears throat> I think the most important thing to note and to the listeners that are actually listening to this podcast right now, if you take Dalvin Cook, you absolutely have, have to, to draft. Alexander Madison. You have to. Do have not to. let – I don't care if it's a round too early. I don't care if it's two rounds too early. If you have Dalvin Cook on your roster, you have to get Alexander Madison. I say Sam that, does it or somebody year. like Sam I does it, I, does, I do it every year. If I have Dalvin Cook, I draft Alexander Madison. And if I don't, don't have, have draft, Dalvin. Dalvin Cook, I stash Alexander Madison on my bench the whole entire year. Because it's guaranteed. Every year that Dalvin Cook has played, he has missed at least three. Then Sam won't three. trade him. And I, yeah, no. Of course, why would I trade him? He's an RB one. If that, if he, if Alexander Madison plays and Dalvin Cook doesn't, he is a top ten running back for sure. Every week that he plays, he's top ten for sure. So that's the number one thing. The other thing that could help Dalvin Cook slash Alexander Madison is the new head coach. They did they did hire a new head coach, offensive mind from the Rams. You know, one of the Sean Sean McVay. Uh, guys, Sean McVay guys. So that's going to help. I think that offense is going to look a lot different with him other than uh, or without Mike Zimmer. You know, Mike Zimmer was a huge defensive coach, so they didn't really care about the offense, but I think an offensive mind will do wonders for that offense. So I'm excited to see. I I have the Vikings winning the division. So that's my take this year. So I think the Vikings offense is going to is going to be scary this year. I said I think I had um Dalvin at um six. I think I had him at yeah, you got him at six. at six. And I really wanted to put him higher. It was tough for me to put him at six because obviously last year he was you said he was finished fourteen, but the year before that he averaged twenty one points in fantasy. And so and he only played he missed two games. So that's it's why like, I said he was scary. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, just like Sam said, like obviously if you get him you gotta stash um Alexander because Dalvin and I just love the offense even more now. Like everybody knows, you got to stop Justin Jefferson, and so he's going to be getting those double teams now. I think more this year, and so I think that's going to open it up even more for Dalvin because you can't load the box up. So I definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of high on Dalvin, but also not just because injuries, obviously. But um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'm you curious know, to see how he's going. I'm, I'm looking at these, you know, these reports that are coming out, and there's reports that are saying that he's lining up as a wide receiver a little bit too, which. Well, you got to think that's 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 the Rams head coach. Yeah. You know that. Look what Todd Gurley did in in uh, L.A. He yeah. was a number one run, running back in fantasy. Caught the ball. You know, I mean, new head coach can do wonders for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we got we got him at seven. Uh, the ADP for him is at eight, so it's not like we're that, you know, far off with that kind of stuff. It's just again injuries always plague me. I hate injuries so much. So, so, so much. Um, very high upside. I just have them lower. That's that's my thoughts on it. Um, jumping into number six here, our boy Joe Mixon, who we were not high on last last season. Oh, my but, gosh. And we, Every you know, we, we convinced some people, not going to name names, to not draft them. Sam. But, you know, Joe Mixon, number six for us. We got, uh, uh, looking at the rankings we got here, Sam, we got him at five. Kevin, we got him at six. I got him at four. Manny, you got him at seven. I'm going to throw it over to Manny. What's your thoughts on having him at seven there? Yeah, so it's kind of the same with kind of some of the other running backs. I think that, obviously, their their weapons on the wide receiver end are just, just so dangerous, you know. But I do think Joe Mixon will st- – I mean, he had his best fantasy season that we we've seen last year. And he definitely could increase from that, you know. So I think he would, but I don't. I couldn't put him in the top five just because of the running backs, I, you know, I had there. But I think he for sure can easily be top top ten 
and he's going to show out again with the. I mean, he runs the ball very hard and yeah, the, I mean, ability to break tackles and even receiving the ball as well. So we'll yeah, see. Speaking of his best season, I mean, just going over his stats, he had you know 291 attempts, uh, had 1,200 rushing yards, uh, 42 receptions, and 16 total touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, you. That's, I think that's going to go down though. Oh, I mean, it, yeah. yeah, he's not going to get that again. Yeah, I think I think that offense got significantly better with their offensive line. Now they're kind of not Lions' exact situation, but improving their offensive line in the off season, especially with the draft, with some trades and stuff like that. Granted, I don't think 16 touchdowns is going to happen again, but I think his stats could go up 100. percent I think his stats could improve. I think he get more yards. Um. But I do like Joe Mixon. I know his previous seasons, he didn't really have the best. He finished 34th, 10th, 17th, and 47th, which made me believe that he was not going to be good last season. Uh, All of us. He was like, he was literally on our do not draft list. None of us us on this table right now drafted um, Joe Mixon, and we all regretted it. One of those uh, regret that you didn't draft as opposed to regret that you did draft situation um sam what's your thoughts on joe this year what do we i like joe <clears throat> i think i think he's gonna end up what i have him at five correct uh you had joe at five yep. yeah yeah i think I, I i like joe i think he's gonna get he's gonna get some catches i i don't believe they uh signed um the backup uh samaje piran that's his name yep. right I don't think they brought him back, so I know he kind of took a little bit uh, receiving work from him. Um, I think they still have the Chris Evans from Michigan, so I'm not too worried about his backup uh, taking away carries or taking away receptions this year. Um, I think the only concerning thing is the Bengals turning into a kind of more of a pass-happy offense. I think that could hurt Joe Mixon. Um but I think for the most part, he's gonna get his he's gonna get his volume. He's gonna get his red zone work. You know, I, I just think this season is gearing up for a top five season for him. I agree. I mean, that offense they they I mean they're on fire. Finished obviously amazing, right? Uh, and it's just like I said, they improve their their offensive line. I, again, I think I think a team that improves their offensive line that has the talent that they do. I mean, just going to the moon at that point. Um, Joe Mixon though, Kev, what's uh, what's your thoughts? You got anything anything different than what we've been saying? Uh, no, pretty just piggyback what what Sam said. Um, I'm I'm a little, I, I mean I like him to be honest. Like I know we have T Higgins and Jamar Chase, and at the wide receiver position, but he had 42 receptions also, you know, and that's not, that's not you know I think we like a little bit more, but he has three touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, and then that 13 rushing touchdowns. Obviously, I don't think he gonna get those. That those numbers again at the touchdown position, but I think he can make people miss. I, he did. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of a little bit lower on him because he he screwed me with a bet in the same parlay. Game. All of us, all oh, of us, yeah. our same bet. We, we need him to we, get 20 yards. 20, 20, 20 yards, yards. 20 receiving yards. 20 receiving. He had five catches for five yards. <laughs> Javi, we we, oh we all would have ran uh, one like two thousand dollars. Yeah, a band. A That's all we needed yeah. in our parlay. Javi. A thousand yeah, yeah well, like a was like like an eight leg parlay. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're gonna hear. Don't draft Joe Mixon. <laughs> He's blacklisted. So. We can't. We can't have him losing money for the boys. That's unacceptable. We're not doing that. Blacklist Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah, I just. I think especially in the later half of the season, especially going into the playoffs, it, it, his stats are showing. You know, he ran around on 57% of you know drop back situations for the quarterback. Uh, with the running back doing that kind of stuff, receiving as much as he did, you can only hope that it goes up. Kind of tough though. Again, I think he had in the higher end of. Uh, his stats, but I think his rushing could increase, uh, and maybe receptions. But I think it's on the the higher end. So for sure, I we'll agree. see. We'll see how that that offense can you know continue to improve upon a fantastic season, improving uh, the way they did. Uh, now jumping into what was pretty consistent for the most of us was uh, top five. So we're going at number five here with Najee. Um, you know, I had uh, I had him at three. Manny had him at five. Kevin had him at five. And Sam had him at six. We'll throw it over to Sam. What's your thoughts on on Najee being at six there? Um, I think I I think I have him at six this year just because I, I don't think the re, the receiving um, is going to be there like it was last year with Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben was old, couldn't throw the ball more than ten yards. I feel like <laughs> anytime I watched Pittsburgh, 
was not throwing the ball down the field, so it was a lot of checkdowns down to Najee. Um, I think this year with Mitch Stravinsky, I think he's going to take a little rushing away from Najee Harris because, you know, he had a huge workload last year. I think Najee carried the ball 307 times and had 94 targets. You, that, you think Mitch is going to run the ball? Yes. Mitch is a running quarterback. He does both. He's he's both. Okay. I didn't know. He didn't run a lot for the Bears when he started, did he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, might have. Yeah, so I, I think I mean he's not like it's it's hard to really compare. He's not a Lamar. Yeah, no, no, he's yeah, not no, a Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah. But, but just a little he's bit. he's like you. he's like Josh Allen. Like he can. People, I'm not comparing Josh Allen and Mitch Trubinsky. I'm saying that style. He plays like Josh Allen. He no, runs the ball sure. when he can, when he sees it. But I think I think he might take a little. Little away from Najee Harris. Um, I think he's going to throw the ball downfield a little more, so I think that might take away from his receiving upside. But I, I just don't see the volume from last year. I think the volume just going to go down. I, I just, I, I don't see that much work coming yeah. from Najee. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, looking at last year's stats, he had. 74 receptions for 467 yards. So just right there, he just 74 getting, receptions just just crazy. just getting the ball dumped off to him and running for three yards after it. So and that's just because Big Ben couldn't throw the ball anymore. So I do not think he's going to get that again this year, especially with who knows who's going to be the starting quarterback with the Steelers. It can be a different quarterback every week with them. Yeah, they might not even that, be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, mean, they can be rotating quarterbacks. So I'm definitely curious what to do. I still I like him as a runner. For sure, as a true running back, um, he's a very powerful dude. Like he can, I'm not gonna compare it to Derrick Henry. Obviously, that's like a a beast. But like he's definitely a hard runner like that, and he can have those stiff arms and stuff like that, and run for those yards. So, and not in a non PPR, I actually might have him higher. Sure. But, um, in a PPR, I don't think he's gonna get those same receptions just because Big Ben is gone. Yeah, I mean, so. I think similar with Derrick Henry there. I mean, you you bring up similar to him, it's volume. Volume is king, right? Yeah. Like, Derek, Derek isn't well known for his receptions. Granted, I know that that Najee Harris had a ton of receptions, but comparing the two, I mean, they're the workhorses of their offense. They're the ones getting the ball. Yeah, exactly. They're the ones yeah. running that ball. The only thing that scares me is, as a running back with that much volume, injury is bound to happen, yeah. right? So that's the only thing that scares me with that much volume, um, especially with a turbulent offense that it is right now. If they're going to rely too much on Najee, uh, leading to you know. Poor injuries later on in the season, which is kind of scary if you're if you're looking at him. Um, I had him I had him higher. I had him at three, just because I think that he the he's, just, he's just an animal. I think it's just yeah. the amount of volume that he, he, do, he does. Of time so he touches. does have a, a big upside. So. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think upside. his upside is he can easily be the top player in the league. And, and but I think it does depend on the quarterback play too. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I, but I, and I don't think that Mitch Trubisky, I don't know, can be that quarterback that can come in and throw the ball around and then. I mean, don't forget, you know, Mitch Trubisky took the Bears to a playoff. That is true. That's true. That's and true. and I was one forget. double doink away from <laughs> oh, reaching a conference championship. Yeah, that, that let's not true. forget. Let's let's put a little true. respect on Mitch Trubisky. I, know, he's, he's I sure. think he's got dragged through the mud a little bit. He had a very bad team I'm, I'm, in, well, that's, that's in what Chicago. Does, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what Chicago does to you. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's obviously on the way. One of the best coaches coaches in the league now, and the best one of the the better systems. Obviously, the Steelers are over 500 yeah. every year and make the playoffs almost every year. So I, I'm not, not even Mike Tomlin came out and said we're we're relying on Najee. Mm-hmm. So Najee's going to get the ball. He's the best, their best offensive player, I think. And, I, I mean, he has 74 receptions. I don't, I don't think he gets that again. But I do think he could top his 467 receiving yards for sure. So with the the catch, I think he could. Obviously, with Kevin was saying, he only was getting three yards per reception. I think he might get some more dumps off and maybe gets on some more different routes off the backfield just get him some open space because i mean he, he can do a lot with the ball so i think i think there's only two points that you know deter me away from having him that high it's just going to be uh um you know the the yards per carry so even though he had 300 something you know carries he only averaged 3.9 yards yeah, per carry yeah, exactly. very low for running back obviously like we said volume is king though so as long as i keep feeding the ball he's going to get yards kind of kind of tough though because if he doesn't get those carries and he averages the same amount, it's just going to impact him further. He's going to fall down the list, that kind of stuff. 
And the other thing that's kind of that, that kind of disturbs me a little bit is just his red zone touches. He only saw 37 total touches last season, which is the 22nd spot for that. Um, if he can improve that, and you know he cuts down on maybe some of the receptions or uh, rushes in general, and he just starts finding the end zone a little bit more, um, especially in the red zone, I think he could he could average out higher. If, and especially that kind of that takes away some of the injury questions that I had. If he continues to, if he finds the red zone, if he knows how to do that, and hopefully Mitch gets him down there. You know, like like Sam said, I think we're we might be hating on him a little too hard just because of his turbulent ride through the you know through uh, the NFL so far. Because um, where was he at? Uh, Bills last time. Bills, yeah. 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 Um, so I mean, he was behind Josh Allen. It's hard, it's hard to hard to beat him out there. So hopefully he comes in is is that man, you know, um, you know I know we brought him up just a little while ago talking talking about the volume is king. We're going to the the king of volume, big time. Derrick Henry got him at number four, uh, number four. Um, so Sam, you got him at three. Kevin, you got him at four. I myself have him at seven. Manny, you got him at two. I think uh, me and Manny got some. Differing views there. I personally don't like Derek. Uh, I think he's just getting too old. I think his volume is just too high. I mean, there's no way you're taking six running backs before you take. Derrick I don't. Henry. I don't like Derek. I don't like Derek. Javi, you're gonna look at the draft. You're like, I cannot take this guy before Derek Henry. I don't like Derek, honestly. I would. I take. Uh, I mean, I would take JT Christian. So did you? You had Dalvin over Derek. No, I had Dalvin. I was low on Dalvin. You're Dalvin low, was low on Dalvin. Okay. Yeah. So uh, inj- injuries scare you then? That's that's the biggest. In, thing yeah, injuries. Can... I mean, he he was also hurt last season. I mean, it just he's, he's still almost, he played half the season and still almost ran for a thousand. Oh, hours. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I and, get it, I get it. And that's that's the reason why I I like Derek. And just just looking at his stats here, like like yeah, he he's gonna run the ball three. He's gonna get three hundred and fifty attempts, which does scare you because you don't want him to get injured. But like this dude, literally, like he's just—he's guaranteed like over fifteen hundred. If he plays the whole season or misses like two games, he's guaranteed almost fifteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. Like the past past seasons, uh, two thousand nineteen, fifteen hundred yards, sixteen. Next season, two thousand yards, seventeen. Played eight games last season, had nine hundred and thirty-seven yards, ten touchdowns. It's just like if he's on that field, even though he doesn't get the passing work, he's like he only finished with eighteen receptions with. All, Obviously, scares us PPR leagues, but like it doesn't even matter because that he's just running the ball so efficiently, he's going to get in the end zone, and he's going to take it every year he's been in the NFL. Other than his rookie year, he's had a seventy-five plus yard touchdown, and that's big with us because we we got bonuses for stuff like that. Yeah, no, so, I agree. And Again. so that's that's why that's but, why I feel like I like obviously like you said the inj- injury scare me too, and that's why I had him at I think I had him at um I had him at three. But he can easily be the number one. They don't, they don't scare you that much. Clearly, yeah, I was looking at his stats. Like I can't. Like he has to show so, me that see, he's not me, So I know, I know we're big in the stats, but you know me. Y'all look at my man's workouts. He's not playing with these dudes, bro. Y'all I see know, his workouts? Like he's standing as on one foot and they're throwing a medicine ball at him. He's just stiff arming it. As, like come on, man. Like as a stat, trying to be a stat-based podcast. <laughs> looking at stats, twenty-eight-year-old running backs and older. Don't fare well. Oh, I mean, look, sure. there's sure. always. I mean, the same thing can be said about quarterbacks. I mean, that's at a certain point they're not there. But you look at Tom Brady yeah. doing what he's doing at forty five thousand years old that he is. Yeah. You know, Derrick Henry could, you know, obviously be the guy that that proves that wrong. It's just going off of stats. Twenty eight year old running backs tend to. That's when they start to decline very rapidly, especially especially on a heavy workload that he is, especially with the heavy sure. volume that he has. Yeah. I, I think he could be up there. I just don't. I think there's other people that I would draft yeah. over him. No, I think I there's you. higher upside for sure, with for less sure. risk um, in other areas. I still think there's six, six running backs. That's, you that's just me. Before. Sam, what, what do you think? I would like to see you take six running backs. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would like to see you. Okay, I will. I, I think Derrick Henry's going to have a monster year because I don't know if you guys forgot, but they don't have a wide receiver one. <laughs> <laughs> they, they literally don't have They have Robert Woods who is coming off a torn ACL. That Bobby Trees is the number one wide receiver in Tennessee. I mean, they, they just drafted I mean, Burks. They dropped Burks so he uh, he's a rookie. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're, gonna, you're not going to bank on a rookie. You're going to bank on your freaking 
bell cow running back. You're going to give that man the ball, and he's going to score touchdowns and get yards for you. So right, that's my take on, on, on Derrick Henry. Yeah, I know. I know mine, mine's an unpopular opinion. I just, I'm looking at stats. I just think he's going to go down. And to go off of that, yeah, no passing game. But that means that they can stack the box a little bit more. Yeah. Defenses, I mean, that still isn't going to stop Derek. Stacking the box doesn't help. I mean, he's yeah, still an absolute Yeah, nature. exactly. I mean, Nick, he probably leads the league in broken tackles every this, year. This is one that I think I could be wrong on by the end of the season. I'll own it. But I'm, I, I have him at seven. Uh, jump into number three, we got Austin Eckler. Uh, Kevin, you got him at number one. I wanted to start off with that one since that one is such a, a different take Hot than take. The, the next two up. I, I love this one just just because um, obviously obviously I love Jonathan Taylor and um, he's probably everybody's first round draft pick. But the past since I think it was since 2007, the number one player in fantasy hasn't been repeated or like run, number one running back hasn't been repeated. And so I was like I'm like all right let me let me be different try to think who if it wasn't Jonathan Taylor who do I think it could be. And Austin Eckler is a person I think with this offense, with Justin Herbert coming into his third year, um, the offense is go- just going to be great. And I think Austin Eckler is going to really benefit off of that. And he he's he's coming off his best year, averaging um, 17 fantasy points. And um, I think he only missed one game um, that previous year. I think he missed six. Um, but I think he uh, been in the weight room a little bit more, a little bit more durable now. You know. <laughs> um, and just that that receiving out the backfield, like also he's just not like catching the ball and just like Najee and getting three yards. He's catching and making moves and getting to that end zone. He had eight receiving touchdowns last year, and so that's why I really like like the rushing yards is never like you know spectacular. Like he didn't, he he hasn't never rushed for um a thousand yards, but um just the ability to catch it out the backfield and, and make those big plays and just just the receptions is what what I'm high on. That's why I really like Austin Nicholas. You know, I think he can have a a really great year for um and become the fantasy running back number one running back this year. Now I'm gonna stick stick it with you too, just cause kind of pivot back to me real quick for this though. I had him higher. I had him at six personally, mm-hmm. only because I think Isaiah Spiller is gonna steal work from him. I think they're they're high I, on Isaiah I Spiller. I like Isaiah Spiller for. They're high on Isaiah Spiller this year. Uh, already seen good reports out of him that he's he's a, he's an animal there and he's a receiving back, which is what Austin Eckler is really known for his reception. So. No, I'm not saying that he's going to steal. Obviously, all the workload, being a rookie, you don't know how much he's going to do. But if they're already saying that he's that he's that guy, that he's going to come in and have impact right away, it scares me a little bit with receptions. And if that's your if that's your bread and bread and butter there being receptions, mm-hmm. if you lose that, you start losing value on it for sure. Um, you know, uh, Sam, what's your what's your thoughts on Austin Eckler's situation? <clears throat> I love Austin Eckler. I mean, I'll, I'll he's I believe I have him at. Four? Yeah, you got him at four. I got him at four. Yeah, I, I like Austin Eckler. I mean, uh, injuries, I'm always a little concerned about him. I feel like he's always having uh, some hamstring tweaks here and there, missing you know a game or two, but um, make sure you get his back up. Uh, but other than that, I love their receiving upside. I love their high-powered offense. They're going to be in the red zone a lot. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's getting a little older. Uh, Mike Williams is good, but I, I think Austin Eckler will will finish top five. Now, look, looking at the stats, just because I was curious what his his receptions were earlier in his career, he had 92 receptions in 2019. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. 92. I saw that too. Yeah. Wow. Think of that in terms of just other wide receivers. No, it's crazy. <laughs> you can name so many wide receivers that didn't have haven't touched that. They yeah. didn't even come close to that. Yeah. He's yeah. had eight, eight touchdowns, eight receiving yeah, touchdowns. Eight. He, he almost had a thousand receiving. He had 993 um, receiving yards yep. this year. So he's he's really like a wide receiver. Um, out there, and that's that's literally what you want in a PPR league mm-hmm. is, is that running back who's going to be basically a wide receiver out there. Which relates back to why I'm I'm concerned. If Isaiah Spiller steals his receptions, receptions. for whatever reason, that I mean he only had 911 rushing yards, so he's not that rushing running back, yeah, right? Yeah, that's that's not what he is. Yeah. Um, he had 20 total touchdowns. So if you start taking you know touchdowns away, take, start taking receptions away, his value to me goes down especially in a PP, full point PPR like that. Not saying that he's, you know, obviously out of the out of the top 10 or whatever. I just think that if Isaiah Spiller is the guy that they say he is is going to be stealing some stuff from him, you know. But I do like Austin. Nothing nothing against Austin Eckler. I think he's an absolute freak running back. Um excited to see what what goes on there. 
um, especially with the Chargers offense that I feel like it's just getting better and better. Chemistry is there, and it just, I just love I, lo- I like the Chargers a lot this for year. Sure. No, for yeah, sure. For sure. I think they can win another division. Yep. Uh, jumping into number two. Number one and two, pretty pretty standard here. Uh, we got CMC. And I have conflicting. I, <laughs> Christian screwed me last year. Another injury situation. But we got him at number two. Sam's got him at two. Kevin's got him at three. I have him at two. Manny's got him at four. Uh, Sam, what's your thoughts on CMC? I mean, I think my thoughts are what everyone in the fantasy football community's thoughts are, is if Christian McCaffrey plays a full season, he will be the RB1. He will be, for sure. If he plays the full season, he will be the RB1, but you have to account for at least, you know, one one or two missed games. The volume the volume he gets in the passing game and the, and the rushing game is absurd, but I did see some reports that they're cutting down his work in practice and they're going to see how that works. So we'll, we'll see what happens with CMC, but it, but if choice. he's on the field, he's going to be the RB one, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's simple as that. Yeah. I mean, I, I love watching Christian McCaffrey play. I think he's one of the like best running backs. I, like I've seen play just like how he plays a game. Like he can hit holes real fast, but 2020 played three games. Last year played seven games. It's just he's been dealing with injuries, you know. Yep. And it's just like he's not out there on the field, so it's just like I don't, I don't know if I would draft him. Like I had him four. I'm for sure taking the three guys over. Like I'm, I just don't want to take him that high. I don't want to risk it, you know, because obviously and I'm in the win now scenario. Y'all know I ain't got a championship yet. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm trusting Christian. So yeah, that might be that might be hard to hard to sell yourself on. Yeah. I, like I said, Christian Sruby last year, took him number one in two different leagues. Uh, did not fare well in both of those leagues for very obvious reasons. But, like, even even with injury plague season, I had to put him at two because he has that high ceiling. If he plays, he's he is that, that guy uh, with uh, with Baker Mayfield going there now. Um, is, would, would you guys say that's an upgrade in the quarterback position then for him? Yeah, yes. I, I think it's an upgrade yeah. for sure. I know it was a Sam Darnold before. I mean, you can't really do anything with Sam Darnold. I know he did his, his best there, but hopefully having having Baker in there hopefully increases his his value a little bit. Uh, his just his high end is just there. Like he's just another guy that you just can't really count out just because he could just come out of nowhere and just average thirty point games and, and like, exactly. like no reason. And that's and that's why I, like we have him at two because we're, we we want that. 2019 Chris McCaffrey when he had I would love thir- thir- 1,300 yards um, rushing, 15 rushing touchdowns, 116 receptions with 1,000 receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns. Like if if you get him, like and if he plays the whole season, he has potential yep. to do that again. And if he does that, you're you're winning your league. Like yeah. you're winning your and, league if you have one. And in some leagues, a lot of people like Xavier are scared to draft Christian McCaffrey because they've been burned by him and you could you could get him late in the first round. I've seen him I've seen him drop to six, seven, yeah. eight. Yeah. You can get him late and then you pair that with another high end wide receiver running back in the second round. That's a scary team. Yeah, yeah. you could you could barring sneak. injuries. I mean the, yeah, you could the injuries those, are the thing. Sneak out of those top two with a very, very nice yeah. setup there. Yeah. yeah. And I was, the Christian McCaffrey, I think he he knows that he's been not playing the past two seasons. He's got to be doing something with his body to to fix the issues that he's been having. And he's, I th- I think I think he's going to play more than four. I, obviously, every single game is a lot to ask for, especially for a running back like right. like we say. No running back. I can almost I can almost bet my life on somebody. Not every, not one running back is going to play every single game in yep. the NFL. So I can see him playing thirteen games. I let, that's thirteen games next season. Then. Out of, five, at least. out of the top ten running backs from last year, only three of them played all 17 games. Yeah. And that was Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, and Zeke. Wow, Zeke played every game? Zeke played every game. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. None of us had him in the top ten. Yeah. yeah. Good old Zeke. Good old Zeke. <laughs> I like Zeke. I, I'm, I like Zeke where his ADP is at. Uh, rounding out the top ten, though, we got the one, the only, Jonathan Taylor <laughs> coming in. Kev, I know Kev had Austin Eckler as number one, so he's got him at number two, but the rest of us have him at number one. 
I know Manny mentioned earlier in the in the podcast that uh, no running back has gone back to back seasons as the number one before um, in terms of fantasy Since production. 2007. Oh, sorry, sorry, 2007, okay. which is a very long time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think JT is that guy to do it. Uh, my thoughts on it are Matt Ryan. I know he's older quarterback. But he's also the quarterback that targeted uh, running backs the most last season. He had 8.6 targets per per game to running backs, and I think that's a, uh, even even if he's older, he's, I think that's a upgrade to the quarterback position. JT's running productivity has never been in question, nothing like that. But I think his upside in terms of receiving is going to only go up with someone that targets running backs like that. Um, sure. You know, Sam, what a What's your thoughts on JT? <clears throat> I love JT this year. I mean, I I have number one. I think he should be your first pick in every single redraft that you have. Um, even if it, it's crazy, even if you take out all of his receptions, just take away his receptions, he's still the number one fantasy running back. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's crazy. Obviously, he's not. I don't think he's going to have 18 touchdowns again. I don't think that's going to happen. But the yards, I don't see why not. He can't get those amount of yards. The Colts have a great offensive line still. They have an upgrade at quarterback. Um, I, I, I think that offense is just going to be better. You know, Carson Wentz was such a liability, and you never <laughs> knew what you were going to get play-to-play from him. So I, I, I love JT. I think he can be the number one overall again and the number one pick. Fantasy. No, I, I I completely agree with you. Also, obviously, I just I had him at two just because I wanted to switch it up a little bit. But um, the only thing that scares me, just like how we kind of been of the consistency of this this podcast, is the injuries. Obviously, you said he played every single game last year. That's unheard of for running backs, and so I don't see him doing that again this year. Obviously, because that's just hard to do, and just with that much workload. Because I don't, I really don't like any wide receivers. On I, I, I do like I do like Michael Pittman. So I guess he he helps a little bit, but besides that, I don't really like anybody else on that offense. And so obviously, I think a lot of work is still going to go through Jonathan Taylor, and then you know all of this takes one hit, and then Sayonara. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if anyone else had Jonathan Taylor in fantasy last year in any of your guys' leagues, mm-hmm. but I had him last year, and I, I just don't. I I don't remember like ever seeing a question mark next to his name. You know how like mm-hmm. like, question like for a lot game. of people have yeah. questionable like up until like Friday. Yeah, I I just feel like Jonathan Taylor was never questionable. Like yeah. he never had an injury. You know, obviously I'm gonna knock on wood. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think um, I think because I mean this is his third year. He's 23 years old. I mean usually under 25. That's where you want your running backs to be. You know, I think for sure third year he's gonna have a breakout year. Could could see touch a 2,000 yard season. You know, for sure. So I, I think that's why I, I like uh, Jonathan Taylor. No matter what, if at the first round pick, I'm taking him. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think anyone anyone in that position yeah, got to take JT would trip. be idiot not to do it. Yeah. Um, Kevin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> mark my words. Like when we make the end of the year podcast and also Eckler number one. I'm yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to look at look back on this later on. <laughs> But that, uh, that wraps up our top ten for running backs. I know, like I said, quarterbacks were a little uh, kind of set in place, at least for the most part. Running backs, are there's a lot of people that could jump up there. That for could, sure. Depending on certain situations, depending on workloads, what happens there. But running backs is a very interesting uh, positioning group right now for, for the NFL with a lot of Heard it here first. really good Saquon players. Saquon could jump in the top three. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think we were talking you know just before the podcast, and I know we all agreed on that Saquon could be that guy that – I know not in our top ten, but could jump up there and, you know, be close to top five in that range. Mm-hmm. And I would not would not be surprised if we saw that. No, yeah. Sa- Saquon is one of the people. He's not in my top ten, but I love him where his AD- ADP is at. And I, I actually I've been drafting a couple of um, mock drafts, and I, I think he definitely – not saying that he's going to have, like, a spectacular like he did, like, in the, like three years ago. Sure. Well, he's probably, like, the, I think he was number two. Who was number one in fantasy? Mm-hmm. He ended up being number one. Number one in fantasy. Obviously, that's that's a lot to ask for. Yeah. 
but um i definitely he like he's still young and he's and he like he's like come on like he got you see the dude's legs like he's, <laughs> he's a true running back man he's yeah. gonna come back speaking, from speaking of workouts yeah. you're talking about Derek saquon's out there too you know yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. that's for what sure. i'm saying i, I like saquon. Sure. i definitely do like saquon i think he can definitely he can even surprise us to be the number one um running back in fantasy that's like the that's the ceiling for yeah. him he, he he has that ceiling so if anybody who's not on our list can be that number one in fantasy i definitely think it's saquon yeah um all right, way, to, way to wrap it up loved, loved it uh more to come though with these upcoming episodes with this next one we're going to be doing a mock draft for you guys we're going to be talking about uh what were your thoughts are on it with our rankings uh why we chose the certain people we did so super excited for that still planning on doing some more upcoming rankings for uh wide receivers as well so that's that's more to come out and then you know we kind of jump into the season at that point as we as we get closer uh, thanks for listening. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Please give us feedback. Give us questions when we are up and running. And with that, the Fantasy Know-It-Alls are out. Cut Get it. Out of there. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs>